that you're with us this morning. And we've been going through, if you've been with us over the last uh, handful of weeks, we've been going through movies, summer blockbusters, and we've reached week five, our halfway point, so I thought it'd be fun to do an intermission. And uh, I'm not sure how many of you are old enough to, uh, to have seen an intermission in a movie or not, but uh, back in the day, they did them for a handful of reasons. And one of the reasons why was to be able to go out and use the facilities. Some of the reasons why to take a break, talk about the first half of the movie with your friends, go visit the snack bar, and to make a change, a change of the reels uh, because the movie was too long. And I all couldn't put on one reel, so they go and they make a change of the reels. And, and everything would get started in a short time, and I want to do that today. I want to talk about the first half of our series so far, and I want to challenge you to make a change today. Um, if you've been with us all four weeks, you'll know that we started back uh, in the beginning of June with the Avengers, and we talked about church unity. In the process of talking about church unity, we talked about coming together as one, not only as our church, but as churches for the one common goal and purposes that, that uh, God has us here on this planet for. The second week, we actually went through those purposes, and those purposes we talked about were our ships, and we talked about battleship, and don't let Satan sink our battleship, and we talked about discipleship, we talked about evangelism, we talked about stewardship, we talked about fellowship, and we talked about worship. And in that process, we talked about that is the purpose of our church, and that is why we exist, or for those five things. The week after that, we got into Men in Black. We talked about Men in Black and the flashy thingy, the uh, mind neuralizer, and wiping your mind clean. And what if, what if we could take all the things that culture, that our upbringing, and all the things that have, have shaped our lives and, and who we are today, what if we could take all those things and wipe them all away and start with just the Bible? How would our lives be different? We talked about that. Then last week, if you were here, you know we talked about Brave. And we talked about the movie and how there was a mother and a daughter that fought. And there was rebellion and there was reconciliation. And there was separation from God now to a relationship with God. And we tied that all in. And as we get into the intermission today, I want to talk about making a change. Because in all honesty, over the past four weeks, or even past two years that we have been a church, you've heard lots and lots of messages how many of them, honestly, have you walked out and forgotten by the time you got to your car? In all honesty, I don't need you to raise your hand and tell me, but think about it. I mean, it's not like most of us get in our car and say, you know what, I really need to apply that today. This is a message that really impacts who I am, and it's going to change, and my life is going to be different starting from this point on. It doesn't seem to happen very often. I don't, I don't know why. And it, it happens for me too. It happens after I get done doing it. And I've been speaking about it all week long and preparing for it. And I get in the car and it, what did I talk about this morning? You know, that kind of thing. And it's, it just happens like that. And why is that? Why, why does that kind of thing happen? And why do we not take it and apply it? You know, it's kind of like I've used the illustration of soap before. Remember, it's been, gosh, probably a year and a half since I gave you all a bar of soap and gave you an Irish spring box and said, hey, in order to uh, actually make this Irish spring work, you have to take it out of the box and apply it. You know, that's kind of the way it is. We can take it into our brains and, and, and soak it all in, but if nothing really happens with it and it just kind of leaks out the other ear, it doesn't do us a whole lot of good. And so today I want to challenge you to make a change. This week I had the opportunity to go up to a camp. Corey and Michael were with me. Were, were, 
were with me. Christy was with me. Uh, Jerome went up there. We were doing a leadership camp, and it's for uh, the Baptist Convention in New Mexico. And we were talking to uh, high school kids that want to get into leadership and ministry positions. And um, so we were up there, and each of us had our own thing, but I got to speak at it. And in the process of being up there, we had a lot of fun, got to inter- interact with nature in, in a lot of different ways. Um, we had deer that we saw. There was a bear that was in our cabin. There's all kinds of fun stuff like that. Corey shot it with a BB gun. Um, and uh, yeah, we have video, but we're not allowed to show it. But if you'd like to ask us to see it at some point in time, we might be able to, to, to make, that, uh, make that something happen. But it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. But in the process of being up there, I was, had eight sessions to sit and talk about with the kids. And I, I, I went over something very specific, and it was a thing called the principle of the path. And it's kind of one of those well-duh principles. But at the same time, after eight sessions and sitting and talking with the students, so many of them came up to me and said, you know, I appreciate you just making that obvious point obvious. And I'm going to take that and actually apply it ASAP. Now, this might be the fact that um, one of the great things about camps is that by the time Thursday comes around, they're so exhausted, they'll do anything you ask. You could preach on bacon, and they'll give their lives to Christ. It's just the way it works. But um, the, the idea of, of the principle of the path is this, and this is really what the definition is. The path principle is your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. It's very simple, very easy to understand, but sometimes there's a disconnect that happens. I mean, it's an obvious statement, really. Let's say, and I gave this example already, so for Corey and Micah and Christy and Jerome, you've heard this already, but um, let's say you wanted to go to California. You had this hankering to go to Disneyland, maybe get a little Six Flags in, the beach, kind of chill out, have a great time. If you're going to leave here and go to California, you know where you're going to go? You're going to get on I-40 and you're going to head west. And that's going to end you up in California. And that's how you're going to get there. But let's say that when you get on I-40, you head east. Is that going to get you to your destination? Eventually, eventually, well, I think you're going to run in some other water, some other beaches, but I don't think you're going to get to where you need to be. And part of the problem is if you have every intention of going to California, but you're headed in the wrong direction, you're not going to get there. You could stop and you could say, you know what, I really, really want to go. And you could post on Facebook to all your friends about how great California is going to be. And you could even pray before you get on in the car and say, God, give us a safe trip to California. But if you head east and not west, you're not going to get there. Because it doesn't matter what your intentions are, it it matters what direction you're heading. And we all know that when we get into the car. But why is it there's such a disconnect when it comes to life itself? Because we all in our lives have this place that we want to end up. Yet so many of us are on a different path. We're taking different choices. We're making different choices that are taking us a totally different direction. Yet every intention is we want to end up here. We want to end up close to God. That's the reason why we do what we do. We want to have a relationship with Him. And yet we're always heading in the wrong direction. Maybe you're thinking, I want to be financially free. I don't want to have any debt. Yet you keep putting things on credit cards. Your intention could be great, yet the choice of putting things on credit cards isn't going to get you there. You have to understand that the direction you're heading in is where your destination is going to end up, not your intention of where you'd like to be heading. And it could be all different sorts of things. 
It could be things for your money. It could be things for your choices. It could be things in your relationships. All these things come about and you think to yourself, well, I really want to have the best, yet our choices aren't saying that. And when we look at it and we really think about it, it's in so many different areas. Uh, it was amazing to me. I talked to some kids at the end of the week, and they're like, you know, um, they, they were kind of sharing with me about what they wanted to do. And, and they're like, yeah, we really want to get be nurses, doctors, so, so on and so forth. The people that were telling me this had just failed that year of school. Like this last year of school, they just failed it. And I'm like, if you realize that if you want to be a nurse or a doctor, you have to actually finish high school. And other school after that, right? I mean, you might have every intention of becoming one of those things, but right now it sounds like you're going to be working at McDonald's for life. Just going to give you that heads up. Not, and if you work at McDonald's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, but, you know, our, our intentions might be one thing, but our destination is going to be totally different because of the choices that we make. And we talked about that, and, you know, we desire to end up in one place, and then when we don't, we say, God, what's wrong? Why did you do this to me? And you talk to your friends, I don't know how I got here. And they just say, look at your past. Look at the decisions you made. It all leads to right where you're at. It's not like your desires in your brain are what's going to do it. Yet that's kind of what the world teaches us. The world teaches us that if you really want it bad enough, and there's even some churches that teach us, if you really want it bad enough, all you have to do is kind of name it and claim it kind of thing, and it's going to happen for you. You don't have to work hard for it. It's just going to happen. But that's not true. It's not true. And what it really is all about is the destination. Wherever you want to end up at, you have to be headed down that path. And you have to make the choices while you're on that path. And I would be willing to bet, I'd be willing to bet that 10 years from now, wherever you're at, you can look back and figure out how you got there. And maybe some of you who are old enough now, you can look back 10 years ago and say, how did I get to right here? And would my life be different if I made different choices in school? Or different choices in relationships. Or different choices. How would my life be different if I spent my money differently? Or budgeted my money differently? We all have those things we all could ask. And there's so many different questions that we could ask or say maybes and what ifs. But it doesn't matter on the maybes and what ifs. Because it's all about the choices that we make. So how do we know which path to take? How do you know which path to take? How do we get to where we want to be? I think it all starts off with this verse. Solomon, when he wrote the book of Proverbs, as many of you may know, uh, Solomon had wisdom beyond all measure because God had given it to him because he had asked for it. That's what he had asked for. And, and God had blessed him with this wisdom, and he shares some of it in the book of Proverbs. And this is one of the verses I think that we all need to, uh, to look at and really focus on because I think it really speaks a lot of what we're going to do today. It's found in the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 27, and it's verse 12. We're going to do one verse today. I know that's not typical for me, but we're just going to do one verse today. And this verse says this. If you have your Bibles, um, it's up here on the screen. I think it's also in your bulletins. It says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the men that have walked on this planet ahead of us, those that you inspired to write your word, to share with us. God, I pray we can take this one verse 
this one verse today and apply it to our lives. Not merely just hear it, not merely say, hey, that sounds great, but God, actually apply it. Make a change to our lives to understand that the path that you want us on is not maybe the path that we're on right now. We might have every intention of being on that path, but God, put us on the path that you want us on. Help us change our hearts and change our minds, and not only that, but actually change our actions to be on that path. We pray it in your name. Amen. This verse has two people in it. Two responses and two outcomes to the same situation. Two people, two responses, and two outcomes to the same situation. The prudent guy in the book of Proverbs is a wise person. In fact, that when it says a prudent person, the words are actually interchangeable between wise and prudent. So we could actually say a wise person foresees danger and takes precaution. So the wise person is the one here in, the sto- in this verse that understands that life is connected. I'm not sure about you, but if maybe you're, you're either coming to the realization this is, maybe you've been at the realization and don't care, or maybe you have kids that you're trying to teach this realization to, that actions have consequences. Actions have consequences. Good actions, good choices have good consequences. Bad actions and bad choices have bad cho- consequences. It's just the nature of it all. I have to teach my son that. You don't want to build that ramp and jump your bike off of it because there's going to be a consequence. Oh, no, Dad. Boom. Dad, I fell off my bike. I know. I told you already. You had to learn for yourself on how it all works. And that's what this is. The wise person understands that life is connected, that every decision we make takes us on a path, and that path will ultimately lead to a destination. On the other hand, there's the simple person. As a matter of fact, the word in the Hebrew means naive. So there's naive person, this person that doesn't understand that life is, is connected. He thinks it's disconnected. thinks whatever decision I make today is for today. Whatever decision I make for tomorrow is tomorrow. And that's it. There's no overlap. But that, unfortunately, isn't true. They deceive themselves into thinking they have, as long as I want to get here, I can get there. As long as it's in my head. It doesn't matter what path I take. I can go all different ways, but I, I can get there. The prudent and the simple are two different people with two very different responses to the same situation. They both see a big, huge, flashing warning sign, caution sign, don't do this. And they both have different reactions to it. It says the prudent man, what he does is he foresees it, foresees the danger, and he takes precautions. He takes action. While the, the simple man, the naive one, says, eh, that sounds good and all, but keeps on going blindly on through. This is what we understand, and I want you to get out of this. Warning signs pop up in your life all the time. Maybe one has already popped up even this morning from what I'm talking about. What are you doing about it? Are you registering it in your brain? That says warning. My friends say warning. The Bible says warning. All these different things are saying warning, and you are responding how? With a change in your life or with, eh? Because we have that opportunity. We have that choice. God did not make us robots. God did not say, hey, this is exactly what I want you to do. I'm going to mold you, and I'm going to make you, and you're going to do exactly what I want. No, he gave us the ability to choose. And we we saw even last week as we talked about it, throughout Scripture, people chose to rebel against him, and they suffered consequences because of it. And we see it this week as we get into it, the result of us being prudent may almost seem strange. 
It may almost seem like people aren't going to understand us. Because having wise decisions doesn't seem commonplace. If you've taken any time and interacted with society at all, you understand this. Wisdom is not at the forefront of most people's minds. And as we make decisions, there's going to be some things that happen. When you make a good decision, people might think of you as foolish. And I know that doesn't sound right, but if you're doing the opposite of what everybody else is because they think everything is fine the way it is, they're going to think you're kind of dumb. They're going to think there's something wrong with you for not just going with the flow, for standing up and making a difference. And you know what? You might look a little foolish, but they're going to be the ones that look foolish in the end when there's unnecessary suffering and pain that comes from it. And I say suffering and pain not because you're thinking, oh, wow, I mean, suffering and pain? Are you sure? What did that verse say? That the wise would take precautions and the simple would pay the consequences. They would suffer for it. And when it says that, we have to understand that this principle of the path isn't something that I've made up. It's just like gravity. It's a principle. It's exactly what it is. Take, for instance, you say, hey, you know what? I want to go up to the top of that building over there, that third story. It looks fun. I'm going to jump off and fly. What's going to happen when you jump off? You're going to hit the ground, and something's going to break, or something's going to be dead. And if you're not dead, you're going to say, God, why did you do this to me? Well, duh, you jumped off a building. That's what happens. If you don't take precautions, if you don't take the warnings, that's what happens. If you're headed down a path that is going in the wrong direction, guess where your destination is going to be? It's going to be in the wrong direction. Just like if you got in the car and said, I'm going to go to California, you start headed east. That's not smart. So as we look at our lives, there's some things that take place. There's some things that we have an opportunity to make a choice, and we can wave it off and say, you know, it doesn't matter, or we can say, yeah, that's the way I want to go. But we can't blame other people. We can't blame God because it's our own fault. We can't say, God, why did you do this to me when we're making the decisions that put us there? Does God love us any less? No. But does he understand that we're going to suffer consequences for our own decisions? Absolutely. And that's who God is. We end up where the path leads. doesn't matter if it's your intention, but our path determines our destination. And you know, sometimes we finally it clicks. It finally says, yes, I understand. I need to go a different direction. But you've gone so far down the road, the only options to get out are going to cause you pain. And you're thinking, well, I don't really want to get out. It's only going to cause me pain. Well, it's going to cause you some pain now or more pain later. And that's kind of where we fall into it all. The time to make the decision that, that you're having problems isn't when you're addicted. It's back when somebody says, I think you might be drinking too much. You might be hanging on the internet a little too much. That's when the warning sign is. You can't say at the end of the road, say, man, I can't believe I'm an addict and my life is just ruined because of it or whatever you're addicted to. And say, God, why did you do this to me? We have to understand that warning signs are there. And a lot of times, it's not that we disagree with the warning signs. It's the fact that we just don't do anything about it. A lot of times we'll say, you know what, you're right. I am doing that too much. I shouldn't be dating that person. I shouldn't be doing this. Whatever it might be, we get caught up in that, yeah, you're right, but it's awfully difficult. I don't really want to experience the pain. There's going to be some suffering that takes place even to, to get away from it. There might be even some other things that take place. 
I don't want to be a part of it, so I'm just not going to do it. And every day, every day we have to face this. Every day we make choices that affect us, that affect our future, and it affects the people that are around us. So my question for you today is this. What path are you on? And are you okay with the destination? What path are you currently on right now, and are you okay with the destination that it's headed in? Because you might say, I'm not really liking where that destination is. I want to go in this way. But you keep heading down that path. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, Oklahoma's nice this time of year, but I think California's better. Just going to be honest with you. So you can head that way if you want to, but if you want to get there and you pop out and you got your flip-flops and your your swim trunks on and you're all ready to roll, people in Oklahoma are going to look at you like you're something strange. They might look at you anyway like that. But the whole thing is, is if you have the intention to go in the right direction, go that direction. Make the choice. Make the U-turn. Don't swerve to the light. Don't swerve to the left. Stay straight on where you need to go. This morning, like I said, maybe a warning sign has popped up. Maybe one of those things that said, yeah, this is something I need to do. You have a choice. Maybe when we are going through the ninja character assassins through the, through the month of May, you saw some things that popped up in there. Some things about busyness. Some things about lust. Some things about all the different things we talked about. Those things popped up, but you haven't done a thing about them. Maybe that's the reason why intermission is today, because we're going to talk about those things, and you're going to say, yep, there's the warning sign. Now, make a change. Make a change. And if I want to make a change, some things are going to happen. Some things are going to have to happen. And there's four words that I want you to write down today that I want you to get into your head, and I want it to soak in. Because if you want to make a change, the first thing you have to do is take action. You have to take action. I can say all day long that I want to make a change. But until I actually do something about it, nothing's going to happen. It's like up at camp. There's some kids up there that needed to change their clothes. They needed to take a shower and they needed to change their clothes. I'm sitting there going, seriously, come on now. Just do it for me. Yeah, I'll change my clothes. And then they go back in and they just leave their clothes on. Well, it didn't change anything because they never changed their clothes. They still stunk. They're still doing it. They could say all day long that I don't want to smell bad and I want people to look at me as if I'm normal instead of going, eh, when they walk by. That's, that's not going to happen until you change your clothes. You have to take action. It says the prudent see danger, and they don't only pray about it. They don't just think about it. They don't just sing a worship song about it. When they see danger, they do what? They take precaution. They take action. They make sure that they're understanding what the warning sign is, and they're taking either a left to get off that road, to get back on the path they need to, or they understand where they're going on the path. The second thing is, is if we take action, it's going to lead to us having to do sacrifice. We're going to have to sacrifice. It might be your reputation. It might be your lifestyle. But some things need to change. And so you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice. And the problem, I think, is with this idea of making change and taking action and all of a sudden realizing you have to sacrifice something, I think that's the reason why we don't do it. Because we like where we're at. American culture isn't about sacrifice. American culture is about what can I do for me and how can I make it happen. And we are in that American culture. We are a part of that. We like that thinking. We say, you know what, I really could 
really could get back on the path to this financial freedom or whatever it might be. But if I have to sacrifice all my lifestyle the way I'm living it right now, that's not a good thing for me. And I don't want to do that. So I say, I'd rather suffer the consequences down the road so I can be pleasured now. And there's so many decisions that are like that. So we have to understand that when we take action, there will be sacrifice. There will also be this, embarrassment. Embarrassment. I know you're thinking, how in the world is there embarrassment in this? Now why do I want to do it? I mean, I have to do something and I have to sacrifice and I'm going to be embarrassed in the process? doesn't sound fun. Well, sometimes, like I said, there's going to be pain that comes along with it. The embarrassment's going to come because people are going to wonder what in the world you're doing. Why you're making this change. Why are you not just being your old self? Why are you not just being like the rest of us? Because we're living in the now. Why can't you just live in the now? And the reason why is because your mind has made a change in understanding that the now that you're living in determines the future that you will be living in. And it changes everything. I'm telling you, I wish I would have learned this when I was in, uh, in high school. And when I was talking to these kids about it this week, it was one of those things. I desperately wanted to go to the Naval Academy when I went to... Uh, when I was in high school. And uh, I got one of my former students over here who just graduated from the Air Force Academy. And I found out how difficult it really is to get through all of that. Because I follow him along and just saying, wow, that's, that's just amazing. Yeah, you can give him a hand, by the way, for getting through that. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, to embarrass you. But, uh, you know, following him along the way and seeing all the things he had to do. And, the, and the, there was sacrifice. And he understood those sacrifices, like getting your grades. Um, I realized my freshman year, when I got a D in biology, I was no longer going to a military academy. Uh, very quickly learned that. And how would my life have been different if I had actually said, yeah, this is the goal I want, and there's the path to get there. Not this is the goal I want, and I'm going to take this path, and hopefully it'll get around over there eventually. Didn't happen like that. But people are thinking, well, how in the world can I make these changes without people getting and making fun of me, or saying, hey, why are you doing that? What is going on in all of this? We beat ourselves up, and we can't quite figure it out, but I'll tell you what. Why are you so worried about what everybody else thinks? Why do we get so worried about what everybody else thinks? Shouldn't we be more worried about what God thinks, and where He wants us to end up, versus what everybody else thinks, and where they want us to end up? I told the kids this this week, I said, this is probably something that, that is worth tweeting. The greatest freedom in the world is having nothing to prove. And you know that. The greatest freedom in the world is having nothing to prove. Not having to worry about what everybody else thinks, but just worrying about what God thinks and just following along with what He wants. Because that will lead to our fourth and final word, and that is relief. Relief. One day you will breathe a sign of relief. How many of you... You can just show me hands. How many of you have friends from high school, and because of the glorious wonders of Facebook, you can follow along with them and watch them destroy their lives? Or watch what you thought the cool kid was in high school has now made some terrible, terrible choices. Anybody in here have that? I joke with the kids, and they didn't quite get it, but I said, you know, there's people on Facebook that I can't even figure out who they are because they've had so many different last names from so many failed marriages. And that was the popular girl in, in, uh, in high school. And there's all these different things that we see take place. And you can say, oh, I really did want to be like them when I was in high school. And I realized I needed to take this path instead. 
And because I took this path, I am here and they are there. And some of you are like, well, that, that's me. I'm, I'm the one that is there. Well, you know, it's not too late to make a change. It's just, once again, it might cause a little suffering. It might cause a little pain. But it's not too late to take action, to get off that path that you know that you're on. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some changes in your life. It might even make you a little bit embarrassed by the people that know you oh so well. But eventually you'll breathe a sigh of relief. So I'm not sure about you. But I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to waste a year of my life. I don't even want to waste a day of my life. You know, I think I came to a pretty clear re- you know, uh, vision of that last year. Going through radiation day after day after day and just feeling weak and wanting to give up. And you know, Life is only so long. We only have so many moments to make a change. We have only so many moments to do something with our lives. And all of us say, I want to do something. Nobody wants to get to, to the end and say, they lived. That, that's not what we want on our tombstone. I mean, at least have it say, I tried. But not just, Bleh. yeah, I was born, I died. That's not it. That's, that's not what I want on my tombstone. And, and the thing is, is so many people live this, this daily life of monotony. I think it's a beer commercial, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's, it's, it's been out lately where a guy, he wakes up, and it says, wakes up, goes, takes a shower, goes to work, goes out, goes to bed, wakes up. Goes, and it just, that's the commercial, and it just goes through that. And I don't want my life to be like that. I don't want it to just be the same thing every time, all the time. How do we not do that? Because I would say, I can't think of anybody in here who says, yeah, I'm just looking for an ordinary, basic, boring life. That's all I want. But how do we get off the path of the basic, ordinary, boring life? We have to make a change. It's your choice. You can choose to focus on God and follow His path, or you can choose to continue to do your own thing and worship the created, not the creator. Also this week, I was reading through some stuff from The Air I Breathe by Louis Giglio, and there's some things that I saw in there that he said. One of them was, so how do you know what you worship? How do you know, basically, where all your attention goes to? It says you simply follow the trail of your time, your affection, your money, and your allegiance. And to the end of that trail, you'll find a throne. And whatever or whoever's on that throne is what is highest value to you. On that throne is what you worship. And I was thinking, that's it. What's at the end of your path? What is at the end of your path? What is it that you're trying to get to? What is that your time and your money and your affection and your allegiance is going to to get you to that path? Those are the choices. Are you choosing God or are you choosing something that God created? He goes on to say, whatever you value will most ultimately determine who you are. If you worship money, you become greedy at the core of your heart. If you worship some sinful habit, that sin will grip your soul and poison your character to death. If you worship stuff, your life will become material, void of eternal significance. If you give all your praise to the God of you, you'll become a disappointing little God to both yourself and to all those who trust in you. After I read that, I thought to myself, a choice is ours to make. The question is, what choice are you going to make? Because there's a consequence for making the right choice, there's a consequence for making the wrong choice, and there's a consequence for not making a choice at all. What are you going to choose? What are you going to do? Are you going to make a change? Or are you not? Are you going to let this apply? Or are you not? This is the quote that's on the, front of your bu- on the front of your bulletin. Change before you have to. I love it. 
Change before you have to. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much and we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you even give us the ability to choose, that you have even given us the ability to choose your son, Jesus Christ, because he came and died for us. But God, sometimes we just live our lives as if that didn't matter, that your son doesn't matter, that the idea of Jesus dying is a great afterthought, a great thought to say, yeah, I've been saved from hell, but I'm going to continue living on my life going this way. I have every intention to live the way that you want me to, God, but I, I like the way I'm living right now. I don't want to make that change. God, what kind of heart do we have to have to say that? What kind of ego do we have to have to say that, yeah, God, you, you might think you know, but we do. God, change us. Change our minds. Change our hearts. Help us to understand that we need to be more like you, to change to be more like you, that our path ultimately leads on the destination that we either want to have or sometimes don't want to have. But that path is laced with choices. Help us to make the right choice today. We pray it all in your name. Amen.